You know, I know we all, we all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. Your dad's former VP had this to say on Twitter. He said, today's in, uh, indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And he wonders why he hasn't even qualified for the debate stage. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'd always gotten along with Mike Pence. Uh, I don't think I've taken any shots at him. I'm not sure what lane he's ever running in. But when I read that, knowing what happened and having been in the room for some of these things, Honestly, I was wrong to have thought as highly of him as I had in the past. Uh, that was a mistake, and I don't admit those things too lightly. And as our election contest continues, I'll make you a promise. We're going to keep fighting until every legal vote is counted. We're going to keep fighting until every illegal vote is thrown out. We're going to win Georgia. We're going to save America. And we'll never stop fighting to make America great again. You watch. Welcome to Truth Thursday on the Rob Manus Show here at the Red Voice Media Network, the most dangerous network on the planet because we bring you the facts and the truth. And you know what? We're bringing you the truth about defeating the radicals today. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals book is widely believed to be the roadmap currently in use by the destructive Marxists who now control the Democrat Party in America. And as you can see right there, a lot of the Republican rhinos in fact, many experts and partisans across the political spectrum in our country confirm this and say it's being wildly successful. From the seemingly endless march that has resulted in almost every American institution being infiltrated and controlled by these Marxists to the establishment uniparty Republican rhinos like former Vice President Mike Pence, who are an Alinskyite fifth column working against the base American voter that still wants a free America only to reveal themselves like he just did after their treachery, the experts appear to be correct. Sadly, treachery like Pence's have our nation on the road to its own destruction. However, I have hope. The hope that no matter what happens, there will be enough Americans left in the remnant after the devastation to wrest freedom from the shackles of tyranny once again, just like our forefathers did. My guest today is one of those Americans and has written a handbook you should read. It's called Rules for Defeating Radicals. Chris Adamo uh, is the author of that book, uh, a great American and an activist. And sir, thank you for joining me on the show. I had to show that those clips of Mike Pence there to show one of the things you talk about in your book, and I agree with you, you write in your book that the chapter about rhinos is the most important chapter in the entire book. Uh, I don't want to go there yet, but we've got several video clips of different rhinos uh, throughout the show, and it'll give us an opportunity to talk about each. But I think Pence is, is, as you call it out, the most treacherous. He's really a liberal progressive, and he reveals yeah, himself right at the very end that he doesn't really believe in the Constitution of the United States. Am I right? I have to agree with you 100%. Uh, th thank you so much for having me on, by the way. Um, yeah, and, and boy, did my blood pressure start going up the minute you started showing that. Um, I will tell you this, uh, before before the 2016 election season, um, I, I had a website called Rhino Tracker. I was trying to put the word out to people, beware of, of these, these two-faced uh, traitors that call themselves Republican. A uh, little background there is I lived in Wyoming for, for 32 years until 2018. And I learned all about uh, rhinos in the state of Wyoming because it's the most Republican state in the in the nation. And yet you watch the legislature, and up until just a few years ago, they governed like a bunch of Vermont Democrats. Um, and so, yeah, the, the rhinos are a, a big danger. Hence, as governor, showed his true colors. And, and I'm glad to hear uh, 
uh, was that uh, Eric or Don Jr. you had on there a minute or two ago said, yeah, sorry, yeah. we made a mistake with Pence. Um, that, uh, it, as governor, um, he uh, had signed a bill that was called, uh, I believe, the Defense of Marriage Act or the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. That might have been it. And it was about protecting Christian uh, people from having to publicly conform to the leftist, particularly homosexual agenda, the counterculture. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this this said, you know, if, if you if you uh, own a, a bakery, you don't have to bake a cake to uh, to glorify this so-called same-sex wedding. Uh, and then they can't force you to do that. That's that's not free market. That's enslavement. It's not religious freedom. It's it's uh, religious uh, uh, oppression. And so he signed the bill. And then a couple of things happened. Like, for example, the NBA said, well, we're not going to hold our all-star game in your state because of that. A few things happened. Mm -hmm. So he vetoed his own signature on the bill. So it wasn't, it wasn't that he just refused to sign it. He started by signing and saying, yeah, I'm one of you. I'm Mr. Christian. And, uh, and then the moment uh, it got hot, he vetoed the bill. And what he did twofold, first of all, he obviously gave them that victory, but he also showed them how to use that intimidation, that uh, business uh, uh, model of bludgeoning to, to get their way. So yeah, he totally sold them out. I had a huge article about it on Rhino Tracker. I said, yeah, here's what a turncoat this guy is. I took it down after he was a VP nominee because I knew that uh, the leftists would try to use it just to divide and conquer yeah. like they're kind of doing right now. And so I took it down at that point. But the fact is that, that Mike Pence had already shown his true colors. It was a mistake to ever trust him. And, and the fact that uh, right after the 2020 election, the fact that he was using the term voting irregularities, that's kind of like saying the Titanic didn't arrive on time. It's like uh, you're not yeah. exactly lying, but you're definitely very grossly and deliberately understating the real story. Yeah, you could you in the statement you, you can feel the dissembling. You know, I don't know if the crowd well stated, uh, yep. figured that out uh, uh, at the time of delivery. It, it's you know you get people get emotional. It, it was an emotional time anyway. That last clip was him in in, in December of 2020. So this is five, six weeks into this after election day, uh, and, uh, and less than three weeks to January 6th, I believe, when he's, he's amping the crowd up at the Turning Point Action uh, yep. uh, conference and everything. And, Going uh, with the flow, yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and he actually said, we will fight to count every legal vote and to kick every illegal vote out. And, and, and it's a fact that these states that changed their their voting procedures illegally without going through the state legislature, as the Constitution requires, cast illegal votes. Every last and we one should of have them. Plus That's right. Pennsylvania's electoral college votes were illegal because of what they did. And, and yep. you know, Pence isn't the only one, but, you know, for him to say up to that point, Oh, uh, I think uh, if you've seen his tweets and crap that he's been putting out, <laughs> that that Trump had these these uh, you know crazy lawyers telling him that I could change, you know, I had the power to to uh, refuse votes or turn them back, and he did before they changed the the Electoral Count Act of 1887 at, in 2021. After the fact, he did have that power. Uh, before. So, yeah, you talk about a rhino. And, and the sad part is, Chris, is he also says he's a Christian and he's very adamant about it. Well, he always, if he's he a always Christian, broadcasts that right up front. I'm, I'm yeah. a Christian and I think I'm a Christian and this is how yeah. I see it and whatever. He said this, I don't know if you heard a few weeks ago, where he said, I'm a Christian and what the Ukrainians need is cluster bombs. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, exactly. It's all got this moral authority behind it. It's all this effort to put himself up up on this grandstanding podium, um, and I will I will say this much, uh, and I believe this point needs to be made. Maybe if he had asserted that that legal right and responsibility he had uh, to to question the, the electoral vote, maybe they would have found some excuse to bypass it. You know what? The fact that they're going to do the wrong thing does not mean that you do the wrong thing for them because he did have that that authority to do that and he should have done it in any case. I'm not gonna sign on to an election that we all saw was stolen, but he didn't wanna be on record on the wrong side of history going along yeah. with a thing like that. So he so he waffled and, and uh, backpedaled and sat the fence. And unfortunately, 
when that kind, uh, the rhinos, and we, you know, Liz Cheney's another one, uh, when, yeah. when they finally find their voice, it's always with the left. It's it's just it's inescapable. This is where how they, they invariably end up. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and, and we'll talk about more of them with uh, my little video uh, clips as we change segments here. But, uh, you know, your book is a lot deeper than just the rhinos. I mean, you take on the Alinsky rules uh, in depth, Chris. And, uh, you know, uh, just looking at the chapter titles as a point of departure for discussion, you know, the very first chapter, you say, uh, uh, arrogance is the primary motivation of liberals. What does that mean exactly for the average listener out there? Well, one of the things that we misinterpret people on our side, the uh, Christians, the conservatives, the real patriots, one of the things that we misinterpret is that, well, like everybody has the best interests of the country uh, in mind at heart. This is what we want to do. We just disagree on how, and that's a, a total lie. What you have here is people who have been um, indoctrinated into, into a totally evil, totally despicable ideology, which is Marxism, which has as its goal this absolute assumption of power by this little elite that wield life and death power over the populace. Um, they do it by, by uh, promising empty promises. Uh, Lenin called the, 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 the devotees of that, he called them the useful idiots because they're gullible enough to fall right. for the promises. And then they become mindless uh, servants of, of the state until one day when they wake up and they realize that the monster is going to uh, consume them as well. Well, how do they get that way? They start out by being arrogant. We are just better people than you. We know better. We have the answers. We have the, the proven ideology. Well, okay, where's, where's your uh, evidence for this? We don't need that evidence. We just know we're better people. We just know that we've been given a superior intellect. We have our college educations. We have uh, things of this nature, and you're just a bunch of peasants out there with your guns, you know, like Obama said, your guns and your Bibles, you know, it's, a, it's all these embittered clingers. Um, and, and so these people, they get to the point where they don't look at the facts anymore. And, and what they look at is how do they conform to the ideology because it is inherently superior. It blinds them to reality, and they stay blind, some of them forever. A lot of them, they stay blind until the day when they realize that, that that monster is at their front door. And that's what invariably happens. You know, you, you, you know, the, the classical example of that is the Russian Revolution in the, uh, you know, in right. the, in the early 1900s that, that ended up being the Soviet Union uh, under uh, tyrannical authoritarian uh, communism. Uh, but... Uh, Really, the people that won the revolution originally were all killed by the Reds uh, yep. once that happened. Once the once the masses of armed force was removed, uh, uh, the people that actually defeated that armed force for the Russian for the Russian czars were all executed and done away with. Uh, and several iterations of that uh, uh, happened through the years, uh, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one year I read where 15 of Stalin's 16 field marshals were executed. You know, that's yeah. not a real good retirement program, but that's how it works. Again, you have this this little elite. This, uh, I mean, it, it turns into such a, such an absolute beast, and uh, it's self-serving. But here's the thing about it, and this is something I'd like to delve into a little bit later. But it is also paranoid. It's paranoid because unlike uh, the uh, American Revolution, where they, the, on the Declaration of Independence, they said that the government, a good government, derives its, quote, just power from the consent mm -hmm. of the governed. These people knew they didn't have that. And so what they've got to do is maintain this fear. They've got to maintain this absolute structure of dominance and oppression, because if it cracks, it's going to fall apart. And so they, they literally become paranoid. You see all the statues of Lenin and Stalin everywhere. That wasn't ego, because they're, they feel like such heroes. That was a right. desperate effort to convince everybody they were omnipotent. Yeah, it's interesting the way you just characterize that their government, uh, and you think about where the United States government, the unelected part of the government is today, yep. uh, and uh, it is doing everything it can to maintain the citizens' view of what it wants us to see. Yeah, you know, excellently uh, and it's stated. very, very spooky. It's spooky and it's cringeworthy, you know. Well, Chris, we've got to take our first uh, commercial break here. 
We'll be right back uh, with Chris Adamo, the author of The Rules for Defeating Radicals here on the Red Voice Media Network, the most dangerous network in the planet. I'm Rob Manis. We'll be right back. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Welcome back the Rob Mana show on the Red Voice Media Network and attention fellow Americans breaking news Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented as we speak so don't be fooled it's not going to benefit you and me act now before it's too late the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started on July 1st already so brace yourselves this is probably going to catch you off guard as it has many others your hard-earned assets are at risk but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. So contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take to immediately transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call them now at 833-287-2465. Call now, 833-287-2465. Now, Chris, check out this uh, rhino maneuver uh, adapting a leftist position against a fellow Republican. Go ahead. As the country founded upon freedom, the greatest deprivation of freedom for slavery, uh, there's, there's no silver lining in freedom, in slavery. The truth is that anything you can learn, that any benefits that people suggest you had during slavery, you would have had as a free person. Uh, what slavery was, was really about separating families, about mutilating humans, and even raping their wives. It was just devastating. So I would hope that every person in our country, and certainly running for president, would appreciate that. And listen, people have bad days. Sometimes they regret what they say. And we should uh, ask them again to clarify their positions. Uh, that's a classical one. When I read your chapter on rhinos, and I, I remembered that clip uh, uh, as I was reading it, I saw I was watching that whole fiasco roll out. And what was going on there, folks, is that that's Tim Scott, presidential candidate, U.S. senator, uh, and he's adopting, adapting to the the Marxist talking point that Ron DeSantis's uh, new advanced placement curriculum on the history of African Americans in the United States uh, tries to say that 
slavery was good uh, because slaves learned skills they wouldn't have learned otherwise. And that's not a, there's one sentence in there. It doesn't say that. But Scott fell into, I won't say fell into the trap because I think it's intentional. He's a rhino. I've had him picked out as a rhino for a long time now. But that's a, that's a classical one to adapt the leftist talking point that's not even a true fact to attack your Republican colleague. No, but but it gets you in good standing with the, with the people who want to stoke the flames of uh, racism and things like that. No, that's that the education standard simply said, tell the facts. Here's what happened. Um, you know, it, it's no different than saying a lot yeah. of black slaves learned to speak English when they were brought to America. Does that mean that uh, that they benefited by being brought to America? No, it means that they wouldn't have learned to speak English if they stayed in Africa. It's just a fact. It doesn't mean that we're we're saying that this is what needs to happen to people so they can learn to speak English. It's just saying here's what happened. But the left, as they always do, they pick out something like that that they can go ballistic over, that they can uh, uh, you know make a big case out of, and and they jumped on it. And the the wannabes are quick to fall right into it. I'm sorry, it yeah. is a fact that there were people in the midst of slavery that were, were uh, actually business owners, that actually owned property, that bought their own freedom. There was things like that that happened. Is that how they should have had to live? No, absolutely not. Nobody's saying that. But are we going to not yeah. report the fact that somebody had a birthday celebration as a slave because uh, somehow that makes it sound like slavery is good? No, that, that that's the kind of thing you do when you're uh, trying to propagandize and nothing else. There's plenty of legitimate things to say that are wrong with slavery that we need to do. We, we, we don't have to suppress facts because people might misinterpret them to think slavery was a good thing. It's a typical leftist propaganda, and you're right, Tim Scott just became a pawn of the left, whether he's a willing pawn or not. You know, I, I'd say it's anybody's <laughs> guess, but if you say he's got a track record as a rhino, we can we can imagine. Uh, you, I, I won't hold you to calling him a rhino. You don't have to agree with me to be on my show, Chris. <laughs> I haven't paid attention but, to much else that he's said, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he's a very nice man, uh, and I think he's very dedicated, but he but he is uh, uh, his principles are are a little squishy. Let's put it that way. That's why that's what I call a rhino. <laughs> and then, you know, if, if you, yeah. in that chapter, if you remember, I described there's three kinds of rhinos. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, there's, there's the, the uh, ones that are actually uh, clueless that uh, they, you know, they, they hear something that sounds good and they go with it. So they're, they're like you said, squishy. You have yeah. the cowards who know better, but they feel like, wow, if I, if I come out and speak on this, um, then I'm going to get uh, shot at like uh, like that other conservative did. So I really don't want to get shot at, so I'll try and sit the fence. Then you have the leftist infiltrators. And I can tell you, uh, going back to Wyoming again from uh, 1986 to 2018, I learned just how vast the web of infiltrators was because uh, you have people there that, that in every possible way in Wyoming, they govern as leftist Democrats except for two. They stay away from the Second Amendment because you're going to lose an election in Wyoming if you're against the Second Amendment. And they stay yep. away from the income tax because Wyoming doesn't have an income tax, and that's another election killer. So they stay away from those two things, and they get in, and they, they uh, fill the, the state budget with pork barrel spending. They uh, do all kinds of cronyism where their cousin gets a contract, no, no big contract from the state. They do everything you'd expect from a bunch of Chicago Democrats, but they mm -hmm. can call themselves Republicans, and, and they get elected that way. By the way, little side note, that is changing in Wyoming. And, and again, we have a, another whole episode, I'll tell you about that, but, but it needs to change nationwide. Yeah, Montana's uh, uh, got a little bit of that going on too. If you look at John Tester's, uh, Senator John Tester's uh, ads and those kind of things, he's always out hunting big game, shooting the gun, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and I think so, so it's probably, uh, that part of the world, uh, is pretty typical for how a Democrat has to win, you know, Absolutely. And, uh, but you know what, the, the, uh, the eyes are open now, you know, if I you're think... going with Joe Biden, uh, a hundred percent of the time, you're a Marxist, uh, or a socialist Democrat, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them, it's Marxism, pure and simple, uh, and, uh. Uh, and communism as a as a government structure is right behind that, and I think that's yep. why they're fighting so hard. Uh, we see this fight against Donald Trump uh, through the legal system uh, to eliminate him because you know if he goes down, 
uh, and is unable to get back into office ever again, uh, there will never be another uh, non-career politician hold the presidency uh, that would be able that's to address. Uh, yeah, and that's the goal. Uh, and uh, you know, you talked a little bit about the, uh, the the paranoia and the creation of the structure in the Soviet Union uh, that protected the government bureaucrats from that paranoia and it kept getting more and more aggressive and more authoritarian and totalitarian and murdered people and uh, in the in it the millions. The, the, yeah, the 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 whole the whole nature of of uh, an oppressive government that doesn't have the consent of the governed is just that it has to because it's trying to hold the lid on the fact that uh, that they don't belong there and that we the people know they don't belong there and what happens now you you're not you're not going to be an oppressive government and 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 operate that way and then be totally uh, pure as a wind driven snow in every other way you're going to be corrupt it's just a fact yeah. you got there by being corrupt so the corruption doesn't stop at that point, you start having, you know, things like we hear with Hunter and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable that these corrupt uh, governing bodies behave this way. You know, the whole Epstein's Island thing and all of this. Yeah. And so they have to keep the lid on these things. Well, the problem is, especially in this day and age, with where we have the internet, um, and you have uh, people like like yourself who are getting out there speaking the truth to, uh, to a broad band of Americans. That uh, it's harder and harder and harder for them to keep a lid on things. They get more and more paranoid. They get more and more um, uh, ready to to do uh, you know vile things to shut down any opposition. And uh, in honesty, all honesty, they actually get more and more fragile. And this is something we need to look at and we need to understand because this is how we win. So uh, that's a good that's a good point, Chris. How do they get more fragile? Can you describe that in a short well, description? As your web of lies gets bigger and bigger. Uh, your web of deceit, um, it becomes more and more obvious that you're hiding something. It becomes more and more obvious that you are corrupt, and it takes less of a, of a of, you know somebody shining a flashlight into the dark to show where all the termites are. Okay, so so as yeah. as they get worse, as they get more extensive, look at the fact that the Soviet Union back when you and I were were in the military, uh, and the Soviet Union was at the peak of its power. And we had, I believe, if I get the numbers right, uh, we had about 10,000 nukes pointed at them. They had right. over 30,000 pointed at us. And what they feared more than all of the nuclear arsenal of the United States of America, what they feared was printing presses in the hands of their own citizens. That was enough to cause panic because if you have citizens printing uh, uh, the truth, spotlighting the, mm -hmm. the, the, the flaws in PASS and the other uh, state uh, propaganda organizations, you, you might get people recognizing that, you know what, they're not living in utopia and, and they don't need to put up with this. And so, yeah, that, that was what they feared the most. The darker they try to make it, the less light it takes to actually expose the fact that they're up to something. And, and that's yeah. the cycle we're in right now. And, and in, you know, in fact, the fall of the Berlin Wall was the beginning of all that uh, disintegration uh, of yep. that empire, uh, and it was all based on true true information getting into the hands of enough people. Uh, exactly. And, and that's exactly the sad part is that's what our unelected government uh, and it's uh, what I call and I think you call them too the uniparty power brokers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the oligarchs, we have our oligarchs here that want to maintain their wealth and power and keep out the competition. Uh, we don't really have capitalism anymore in this country. Uh, they, that's exactly what they're doing. And, and when the, at Trump's arraignment today, his people handed out a sheet to, uh, to the press, and it was a timeline sheet. Uh, and it showed in, in time the dates of whenever something was broke on Hunter Biden, the next day there's an indictment of Donald Trump or the search on Mar-a-Lago, the raid him. on Mar-a-Lago and all that stuff. And it goes all the way up through to today, you know, Monday, the, the Devin Archer testified and today, you know, the next day with the, the indictment on January 6th and now Trump's being arraigned in court uh, on Thursday. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, getting the truth out there. And of course, that hits social media and millions of Americans are seeing that uh, within a couple of minutes. Uh, of that going out, and they just can't cover it anymore. They're, they're press people. Exactly right. Uh, uh, 
you know, they're propagandists, uh, all the tools that, that they use, the intelligence community, all of it, uh, they can't suppress it enough anymore to keep the people from getting to know the truth. Unfortunately, though, Chris, and we'll talk about this after this break here, uh, is, it, is, it appears that just about le just a little less than half of American voters like the Marxism that Joe Biden and Barack Obama and these crazy uh, communists bring to America and want it to continue. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, after this break, uh, folks. This is Rob Maynard talking with the author of uh, The Rules for Defeating Radicals, Chris Adamo, uh, American veteran, a great patriot, and well-respected uh, in the country, and we need to listen to him. We'll be right back on the Red Voice Media Network, the most dangerous network on the planet. <laughs> Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. not under fire and that's in South Carolina. I spent the weekend at home and let's just say this, the only thing I got going for me is 90% of the South Carolinians. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. I was born in this county. I live 15 miles down the road. Talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. He's going to take all the problems of the world and put them in a box and make your life better. That's what he's selling. Here's what you're buying. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. I think his campaign is opportunistic, race-baiting, religious bigotry, xenophobia. Other than that, he'd be a good nominee. I haven't spent any time on the Clinton email investigation. And I don't want to try her. Can you imagine what it'd be like to go back and try your political opponent? If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you've got a problem. <laughs> he is as good a man as God ever created. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are lawfully elected and will become the president and the vice president of the United States on January the 20th. I don't believe the election was stolen. You don't believe the election was stolen. Do you want Donald Trump, if he is looking ahead to 2024, to stop saying that? If he runs for president, talking about 2020 is not what people want to hear. It sounds like you're, you're saying. Well, I tell you, uh, I'm Rob Manis. Uh, we're back live on the Red Voice Media Network, bringing you the facts and the truth, talking with the author of Rules for Defeating Radicals, uh, a different take and a better take, a take for winning uh, against the tyrants and against Sololinsky's Rules for Radicals, Chris Adamo is the author, uh, and uh, we appreciate you being with us, Chris. I mean, that little short montage of Lindsey Graham, the rhino, uh, and, 
and the, the the speech at the beginning where he was booed that was just a few days that was not too long ago a weeks ago uh, and everything but everything else I think was in the 2016 uh, election and everything and uh, uh, I mean that's just that's it's incredible that Republicans will vote for a man like that when it's he's so brazen about it he's so well, brazen it's always out in the open. Um, with them at the opportune time, because come election time, uh, yeah, I can show you, for example, uh, uh, video clips of John McCain uh, when he was actually being challenged by Dr. Kelly Ward, who's a good conservative from the grassroots, mm -hmm. challenging him for, in the primary. And uh, I can show you McCain sounding like the best border hawk in the world. Uh, the way I yes. describe it is I, I say they, they all, all the Lindsey Grahams, the John McCains, they all morph into what I call the second coming of Ronald Reagan right at election time. Yeah. The problem is for so many years that so many of us, and again, I, this is what I saw in Wyoming, it's like you don't pay attention except at election time. You watch the ads and, hey, it sounds good. I can show you things that Lindsey Graham has said that sounds like, I mean, you know, they should have had him play uh, in, in the Patriot instead of Mel Gibson, because boy, he just sounds like, you know, he's just, you're on fire uh, pro-America. And yet, yeah. when, you, when you look at the rest of the time, you know, somebody who tells the truth half the time is a liar, okay? Yeah. And, and yet they, they, they can sound good on occasion when they think the situation warrants. Um, and so, yeah, it's not surprising. Now, here's the thing, for years, they've gotten away with this. Uh, and again, back in Wyoming, uh, I can, you know, my, one of the first people that uh, uh, maybe I'll say I cut my teeth on was was Alan Simpson, uh, who, uh. who was the Simpsons in Wyoming are, are very similar uh, in, in or they were very similar to the Kennedys in Massachusetts. They had this mm -hmm. long standing dynasty, senators, governors, everything. And you watch the way Alan Simpson voted and everything. And he might as well have been a Democrat most of the time. Okay, so I started yeah. going after Alan Simpson, and and that's when I became aware that wow, we we he's not alone. We've got a lot of these people. We've got this Republican Party that picks candidates for us, and so it's like come election time. Well, who are you going to vote for, Lindsey Graham or this this radical leftist Democrat? And so it's like, well, I guess I vote for the lesser two evils. The Republicans have been happy to have us in that position. The one thing they don't do is they don't come through after the election. That's when, the, you know, the, the day that vote is counted and they've got yeah. the, the votes they want, all of a sudden everything changes. All of it, you know, I can think of a George Bush Sr. come his inauguration back, back in, uh, you know, at the end of Reagan's term and back in 1989. And, and the first thing he says in his inaugural speech is kinder, gentler. Kinder and gentler than what? Well, then that hardcore radical right winger that just preceded me. Uh, yeah. uh, George Bush Jr. and his new tone and his reaching across the aisle and all this stuff. Um, they, they campaign. They're, they're, they're our best friends during the campaign season. But when they get in office, they can turn, turn their backs on us. Now, Trump, I think the single biggest thing he accomplished throughout his entire first term that out, out outweighs everything else he did was to expose the rhinos. Uh, he did it on the border yeah. with Paul Ryan. Uh, you know, you, you yeah. saw all of this stuff where, where all of a sudden they had to produce and they're waffling. He did it well with, with the, the uh, repeal Obamacare because mm -hmm. they must yeah. have conducted 40 votes during o Obama's term to repeal Obamacare. And every time they do it, they'd send out a fundraising letter. We just voted to repeal That's Obamacare right. again. Uh, vote for us and we'll do this, you know. And then the minute they're in a position to actually come through, all of a sudden they have every excuse in the world not to. And that's what Trump exposed. And the cat got out of the bag. Liz Cheney yeah. was uh, on her way to being the first female president uh, until yep. Trump came out and showed what we could really do if we tried. All of a sudden, she's his enemy. And and this uh, last election cycle, she got trounced by, uh, by yeah. Harriet Hageman in the primary. And yep. here's something else to point out about that. It was like a 60-something, 40% vote. But in Wyoming... They had the rhinos had put in place uh, a, a means of cheating on the primary where the Democrats could cross over on election mm -hmm. day. They'd walk into the voting booth or into the polling place. They'd re-register as a Republican, go into the voting booth, vote for our most liberal Republican candidate, go back out. And before they left the, vote, the polling place, they'd re-register as a Democrat and go home. And this was called a Republican primary. And, and it was wow. the rhinos that kept this in place because it benefited them. Uh, yeah. And so now that was in place 
when when uh, Liz Cheney ran against Harriet Hageman, and that was what Liz Cheney was counting on to win. Okay, yeah. now oh, I will wow. tell you this: yeah. there, I, I I know personally know uh, the state legislator. His name is Jeremy Haraldson, who sponsored the bill since then to uh, to uh, fix that the primary process where they, they can't do that on the last day. You can't make it foolproof. They can you know go back and re-register uh, you know several mm -hmm. months before. Uh, I think it's up until the day the candidate candidates file or whatever. But the point is they can't do that election day switch. And the rhinos are just mad as wet hens about it because yeah. all of a sudden they can't count on Democrats for coverage. <laughs> that's why that's why the rhinos uh, push concepts like that. The jungle primary down in Louisiana, here in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, if you're a Democrat, it, you, we don't vote by party. So you can vote in the uh, in the yep. Republican primary. You just... You, uh, you, but if you don't vote in it, you can't vote in the in the general election for a Republican. So there are rules there. But the rhinos hate hate having straight up, pure yep. closed primaries because that produces the most conservative Republican candidate right. that's aligned with the Republican platform a hundred percent. I mean, you 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 yep. would and, be and anytime you have hard to find a president that. like Trump who's actually fighting for a truly conservative agenda, George Bush didn't do that. George Bush didn't try to put up the wall. He tried to get amnesty. Anytime you have yeah. somebody that's actually promoting those things and he was going to, Trump was going to repeal Obamacare and all of that, now people have to stand up and be counted. And that's when all you, what you're doing is smoking out all your termites. And, and uh, that's when your Lindsey Grahams and, and John McCain's and people like this really go ballistic. And it's funny how when you hear people like you mentioned Mike Pence at the very beginning there, you hear them and they sound so mealy mouthed and they sound so insipid with their efforts mm -hmm. to, to, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to step on toes. I don't want to offend anybody. When they find their voice and start sounding really, really venomous and really going on the, the attack, it's always them attacking those of us on the right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, Pence's reaction to this latest indictment that, you know, uh, Donald Trump should never be president of the United States because he asked me to go against the Constitution, which is a complete lie. Uh, uh, it's a complete fabrication. It's a lie. Uh, the record it, is, it, is real. It validates every lie told by uh, Nancy Pelosi, Adam mm -hmm. Schiff, and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who are both also Democrats when it comes right to that, it validates every dirty trick that they pulled on that January 6th committee, every every evil thing that they've done to try and, and, and shut us down. Here's Mike Pence validating it. He's joining forces with them. Now, he won't say he is, and, and if at some point he thinks he can sound better by mm -hmm. um, coming out and saying, you know, he's stridently, uh, like you said earlier, Mr. Conservative, uh, Mr. Christian or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what he'll do. But when it comes right down to it, he just he just uh, empowered and enabled the enemy. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you spent a couple of chapters talking about the concept of hypocrisy. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think, uh, you know, and I tie the, the chapter on rhinos to these three chapters. I think it's three, maybe two uh, chapters uh, <clears throat> about the, the left's use of hypocrisy as a strategy. Yeah. Uh, and what you just talked about with uh, giving them legitimacy through rhinos, uh, yeah, especially absolutely. rhinos like Pence, who's been like seen as this arch conservative guy. And, and uh, it, you know, the reveal has only been uh, very short lived, uh, like in the, the, the state law uh, on, the, on the gay marriage and that kind of stuff uh, in Indiana and, and now this, uh, you know, which are both this last one, I mean, it's damaging forever, you know, for oh, the, the country. He'll, he'll and never for get him. past that. Yeah. I, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, when I wrote the book, uh, now, you, you know, as you're writing a book and you're doing this massive amount of research and stuff, you learn things along the way, and yeah. it kind of morphs and takes on a life of its own. I had originally thought I was going to write um, just uh, here's Alinsky's rule number one. Here's my counter yeah. to it. Here's Alinsky's yeah. rule number. Well, it took on a whole different different uh, pattern. And the, the chapter on rhinos, I actually added towards the end when I realized uh, uh, I was writing this uh, through the course of 2018 uh, into early 2019, I realized that um, the, the, the Democrats are not our biggest enemy. The Democrats, uh, yeah. they, they benefit from the, you know, go back to ancient history and the, the Trojan horse. Now, whether or not that was a myth or, or what actually happened, but mm -hmm. the point being, the lesson there is, is still important, that a handful of people in the right place could accomplish something that the entire Greek army could not.
Exactly right. And, and exactly the rhinos right. in our midst, that's how they've operated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the greatest opposition that I've faced, and I've run for office four times, won one, lost three, uh, two at the U.S. Senate level. <clears throat> and the greatest opposition that I faced was uh, from people like Mitch McConnell and his, his teams mm -hmm. running the U.S. Senate, because I ran for the U.S. Senate the very first time out uh, against Mary Landrieu and the former Democrat and her donor, Bill Cassidy, who voted to impeach, to convict Donald Trump in the second impeachment, by the way, folks. Yep. Don't ever forget that. The Not Louisiana surprising. Senator Bill Cassidy, uh, the, uh, the Democrat uh, from Louisiana, voted to convict Donald Trump in the second fake impeachment. Don't ever forget that, folks. Uh, I, I hope I you never run will. again, because we, we, uh, we, we need but, people that aren't afraid of him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not afraid of them, uh, but you know you got to have the resources and the backing, and, that, yep. and I've always said, hey, I won't ever turn it down, but I got to have the backing and the resources to do it because I put my family through the scratch from above, yep. th from below thing uh, several times now, and uh, uh, and uh, but I'll keep doing this, and I will. I will absolutely continue to fight them and call them out uh, uh, no matter what I'm doing in life. I'm going to do this until I can't do it anymore, Chris, just like you are, uh, because it's that important, you know. Well, we got to take our last break, man. I got to okay. do commercials to pay for this stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in a minute talking with Chris Adamo, <laughs> uh, the uh, author of The Rules for Defeating Radicals. It's a great book. You got to get it and read it. Uh, be a good companion for uh, General Flynn and, and Boone Cutler's uh, uh, Citizen's uh, Guide to 5G Warfare. Uh, and they actually mentioned his book in that. I'm Rob Manis. We'll be right back with the truth. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. One twenty-nine AM. Senator McCain re-enters the chamber. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell stands at the front of the room like he had most of the night. The grin on his face, though, quickly disappears. Mr. Peters. Senator Bernie Sanders appears to nudge Senator Gene Shaheen as if to say, watch this. McCain waves his hand to get the attention of the Senate clerk, pauses for just a moment, and gives a dramatic thumbs down. Gasp on the Senate floor and then commotion. Some Democrats can't contain their excitement. Senator Elizabeth Warren leans in to get a better look and breaks into applause. Senator Dianne Feinstein, a single assertive clap. Senator Sherrod Brown slams his hand on the desk in affirmation, while some Republicans, like Senator Marco Rubio, stare in disbelief. Senator Bill Cassidy drops his head. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer turns and waves his arms, apparently trying to quiet them, as Senator John McCain turns around and walks back to his chamber desk all alone. Mr. Reid. 
Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show Live. We're talking with Chris Adamo, the author of Rules for Defeating Radicals, and that is a classic set of treacherous acts culminating uh, with the end of uh, John McCain's uh, sadly not illustrious uh, political career uh, and uh, painting him forever as the betrayer of the base of Republicans and the country, really, and saddling us forever with government health care uh, for uh, all but the most wealthy Americans. Well, Chris, uh, I had to show that clip uh, because— Raise uh, our blood pressure. <laughs> exactly. My friend uh, that I was talking about earlier, Bill Cassidy, he was looking down at the floor because he knew it was coming. Uh, they all, yeah. You could tell by their body language. They all knew it was coming. McConnell knew it was coming. Uh, and uh, uh, they stood motionless and looked at their shoes because they they're traitors. They always do this to us at, at, at these crucial moments where we can, we can achieve yeah. something. You can always count on one of them. I will tell you this. If McCain, for whatever reason, had not done that, there was another one standing in the wings ready to do it. They're always going to make sure that the leftist agenda advances. They don't want to risk any more of them than they have to because they know that they're going to face a vote back home. But they always come through at the last minute for the left. I'd like to, if you can indulge me for just one moment, go back to right before the uh, the, the break. Uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, see if I can get this up here, uh, uh, yep. General Flynn's with Boone Cutler, uh, fifth generation warfare. Um, they, they go into great lengths talking about how we are being psychologically manipulated. And again, it's the same kind of a strategy as Alinsky. They talk about it on a much bigger scale, on a global scale. Yeah. Um, and uh, he did uh, actually allow me to write the inside cover endorsement, but also um, he, he uh, after he outlines his whole thing of here's how, here's how the onslaught is coming against us, um, then he put in a, an appendix, uh, and it was right towards the end before he published it, he put in an appendix uh, entitled Rules for Victory that, that is uh, actually a fairly significant section of his book based around my rules for defeating radicals. And I actually like his title a lot better than mine, except I felt <laughs> like to get my book the coverage it needed, I had to make stronger reference to Alinsky there because that's where, that's where this comes from. That, that That's the, the, yep. the evil uh, propaganda ploy that, that we've been uh, falling to. So, um, yeah, we, we actually need to recognize the nature of our enemy, um, mm -hmm. who it is. That's why the chapters on arrogance and hypocrisy, that's who they are, um, how they operate with their dirty tricks, their, their labeling, their, uh, you know, uh, moralistic mantras that they throw out there to frame every issue with them on the moral high ground. Mm -hmm. And, and only then can we get to a point where we're saying, okay, they, these are their dirty tricks. This is what they do. Now, how do we fight them? And the amazing thing is that once we realize how they're going to operate, um, it actually becomes a whole lot more obvious how we can fight them. I actually yep. had a, a rather uh, well-placed uh, lady in Wyoming politics that um, she's, she's a conservative activist, a really good person, and she cited... Alinsky's rule number five, but she cited it as if it was truth. And that has to do with the fact that they say that mockery is their most powerful weapon against us. We have no defense against it. And, and I stopped her there and I said, yeah, that's that's what he said. I said, it isn't true. It only works against you if you allow it. And, and that's one of the two yeah. major premises of my book is that that Alinsky strategy only works when we allow it. Um, the, the, the minute you stand up to it, it can backfire and actually it can implode on itself. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, the, that's the spoiler alert that if you stay on message, uh, it, it won't affect you. Now you do have yeah. to read the rest of the book because they have a million <laughs> different ways of getting you off track and you need to understand these. And, and, and at that point, you know, again, you look at Donald Trump, uh, you know, the way they attack mm -hmm. him and his yeah. response, he doesn't, Trump is one of the few people that I've described as reflexively immune to the Alinsky strategy. He doesn't fall he for it. He doesn't ever take their bait and go with it, try to ingratiate themselves. And he doesn't spend any time trying to prove he's not the evil person that they say he is. He dismisses right. their lies as lies. He calls them what they are. And, and uh, you know, the swamp, I, I always say mm -hmm. swamp slash sewer. He calls yep. them that, the deep state. And then he goes on and says, here's what I'm going to do. Exactly. And, and on that basis, he, he achieves victory. And that's the reason that... The leftist Democrats hate him, and the rhino traders hate him. 
Yeah, exactly right, uh, Chris. You know, uh, you, you spent a chapter talking, you mentioned labels, uh, uh, you know, uh, run, having run for office. I, I've been called everything, racist, extremist, bigot. Of course. Uh, uh, I even got to the point. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, I wasn't familiar with the Tea Party, but I came in in 2013 running for U.S. Senate when the Tea Party had had that big, you know, success in 2010 and everything. And they started calling me a Tea Party candidate, and I said, oh, "Look, mm -hmm. I'm a Republican. I'm a I'm a constitutional conservative. I don't know that I'm a I don't, the Tea Party's not a party. You know, I even pushed back on it uh, because I was naive, and I should have just said." Whatever. Uh, look, I'm an American. I'm running on, on on my love for America and these documents, the Declaration and the Constitution of the United States, and this government's not following them, and the people we've been elected aren't doing what they said they would do uh, on the campaign right. trail, so I'm running. Uh, and, and that makes uh, you a radical and an extremist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. Uh, they can call me whatever I want, but uh, as long as I'm on these right here, uh, <laughs> these right here, uh, they're going to get what they vote for, which is an American who loves America that's going to fight for them and fight for their country uh, it, so that it's successful and not something that destroys their rights and their liberty, which is not what it's, it's designed to protect their rights and their liberty uh, through national defense, you know, law enforcement, all those things. Uh, and that government's not doing that right now. Uh, Absolutely and, uh, not. That would call, they'd call me an extremist for saying that, too, but that's in the Declaration of Independence. So it's my duty to, to uh, abolish something like that and reinstitute one of the An extremist is just another one of their labels yeah. because, uh, you know, they, they, you never hear the news media, uh, the fake news crowd, you never hear them using left-wing extremists ever. At Ever. the most, they'll say about somebody like uh, Kamala Harris, who's a lunatic on the left, or Gavin Newsom, we can name name your names. You'll hear them say, maybe they'll say left-leaning. Yeah. But they oh, never, yeah. they, you never hear right-leaning. You hear left-leaning and right-wing extremists. And then, of course, like you said, with all the other um, uh, adjectives, you know, the, the bigot, bigoted, homophobe, all these other things that they, yeah. they're going to throw in there. And again, these are labels. The goal is to put us on the defensive, um, and mm -hmm. the degree to which the six rhinos around you immediately go on the defensive makes it that much harder on the person who's trying to stand up. And uh, going back to the, the very original uh, uh, clip you showed of, of Mike Pence, um, mm -hmm. I, saw this, I saw this happen within a few days after the 2020 election, where uh, there, there was the 2020 election, they had a twofold attack on us. Okay, the mm -hmm. one was taking out all the, all the, you know, the phony ballots, uh, putting right. up the, the blocks over the windows so you couldn't see how they were counting, all the voting machine tampering and all that. That was part of it, okay? So mm -hmm. they got the numbers they wanted. But just as big and coordinated coast to coast on the heels of that was this massive Alinsky campaign to say, if you remember, before they even could have, even if it had been the most secure election in history, you couldn't have quantified that. But they're calling it that instantly. Why? Because it wasn't because they're gonna go yeah. out there and call it that, and anybody who denies that it was the most secure election in history is uh, a traitor, is seditious, is casting doubts on the integrity of the American system. And again, the cowards on our side, those who are easily manipulated, those who are cowards, mm -hmm. those who are leftists, jumped right on that. And there's Mike Pence within a few days using, when I first heard this term, I don't know if it was from him, but I heard it within a few days of the election where people on our side were saying possible voting irregularities. Yep. possible voting irregularities. It's like you're in a building that's on fire and you're saying, I think it might be getting warmer, okay? And and exactly. when they did that, they were showing that they were scared to death to speak out and say what we all actually saw. We saw the election getting stolen. Anybody yep. back then, right up to August 3rd, 2023, anybody who denies that we flagrantly saw the election being stolen in 2020, that's a person you can't count on in any situation to stand for the truth. You're exactly right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, too many specifics in the book because I want people to go read it. Tell folks where they can go find it. Just go bring up the graphic of the book cover, please. And uh, uh, while Mr. Adamo uh, talks about where to find this book. Okay, it's available on Amazon. Uh, unfortunately, I tried to get it a few different places. I'm still hoping that Mike Lindell gets into the publishing business. He says he's going to, uh, yeah. and if he does, I'm going to try real hard to get in contact with him and get to where where I can get somebody like him or Dan Bongino to actually publish it. But at yeah. this point, it's it's only available on Amazon. 
and okay. uh, you can go there. I don't see the graphic, I guess, but you can go to Amazon yeah. and uh, just, oh, there we go. There it is. You can go to Amazon and just, just put in the title, uh, Rules for Defeating Radicals, and uh, it'll come up. So yeah, it, it is, uh, I'm blowing my own horn a bit here. It is a must read. I've heard enough uh, people like yourself who said it actually changes how you approach dealing with the left. That's what we yeah. need to win. Yeah, and it really helped me put a lot of things that I kind of learned on the campaign trail and, and in uh, my political work uh, outside of being a candidate uh, into the right context. So I've got a good way. It's a great way to organize the information and, and really be able to formulate a plan on the fly as you're as you're talking to people and everything. So I really appreciate your work, Chris. Uh, keep it up. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you on again next time. Someday I look forward to it. It's just been great talking with you. And then we got to talk about the B1 at some point because I really want to share some stuff about that. Absolutely. Will do, sir. Thank you very much. Well, folks, that's Chris Adamo, the author of Rules for Defeating Radicals. You can get it on Amazon. I got my copy of the book. It came in just a few days. It's a great read. You got to get it. Uh, but uh, I'll see you Monday. It's more War Mondays again. Don't worry about the country, but get in the fight. You cannot sit on the bench. Uh, every American that loves the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and what this country is supposed to be has got to be in the fight on the field to win. And we will, I promise you. And Tucker's still laughing, too. <laughs>